It's good to see all of you here. There was a reason that uh, we kept it quiet that I'd be preaching so that you all wouldn't be here. Otherwise, if you would have heard, I'm not sure you'd be present today. But we are so glad that you're here with us and joined us uh, here in person. If you're out there uh, with us or will be with, with us online, we are grateful for that as well. I'm going to try to operate the slides myself. There's always a delay up here, which means there could be a delay up there or back here. So uh, I do apologize for that. But just in case, Zach is always coming to the rescue back there. So we're grateful for his service uh, in this as well. Can you believe it? It's time for back to school. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of students in here. There's a lot of staff members. And I know the kids are excited, at least some of them. And uh, I'm not really sure about staff, if we're excited. Uh, maybe a few of us are excited for the kids to come back uh, here in Bullard. They will start on Wednesday. Meet the teachers is tomorrow. So that's an exciting time for our teachers and our staff to see the, the parents, see the kids as they come back and, um, or come and meet us. Uh, I do work in the school system. And so it is fun and exciting to see everyone as they come in. If you want to go ahead and, and turn, our text will be in John chapter 10. That's where we will be. John chapter 10. <clears throat> How many of you have ever played the game of life? The game of life is a, a wonderful board game. And I know Matt Perkins will be list, or watching later, so... I just wanted to say that the, my girls are, are uh, ready to play him in this game, and they definitely do not want him to cheat this time. They said he cheated on the Monopoly game, so uh, Matt, they've called you out on that if you listen here later on. But in, in the book, or uh, in the game of life, this is, this is what I remember being on the front cover, and it changes, it has changed throughout history. Uh, with this game, there's been all kinds of different things that are on that box. But this game attempts to mirror life events that many people go through from going to college, raising a family, buying a home, working, and yes, even retiring. I've been ready to retire since I started. But the intent of the game... Uh, of this game is to have the most assets at the end of the game. And assets are earned primarily by working and earning tokens with dollar amounts that are tied to them. And if you're like me, any board game, any card game is just automatically difficult. And I look and as I'm playing this game, I go, how come everybody has it figured out but me? And just like that game, with it is with me, is just like in real life. Life can be hard. Life can be difficult. I know as we're going to start the school year, it's going to start out great. It's wonderful. And then all of a sudden, things get hard. Things get difficult. There are no, people are no longer nice to me. Or everyone seems to have it figured out but me. Everyone has it down. How come I can't figure this out? I guess I just don't have what it takes. 
Maybe, maybe that's you in this situation. Maybe as we're going through school and we're going to go down the hallways, we, we see that that person or that person has all of the friends. They have so many friends. They have it all. They've got a name. Look at them. They even look good. Look better than I do. Or this person has all the grades. They can just go home and study, and they've got it, just like that. It takes me forever. What takes normal people 30 minutes takes me three hours. Or maybe, just maybe you're looking and you're seeing this person, and you're like, they have it all. They can complete a task without being distracted. And if you're like me, the squirrel off over the hedge. You like to chase everything. And don't give us coffee. <laughs> Do not give us coffee. Maybe you're like me and you carry a little squirrel in your pocket just to remind you. Stay on task today, Kenley. Stay on task. You know, with those distractions, we, we look and we go, I only have a few likes on my post. And my post is better than so-and-so's. Definitely better. I don't understand. How come they have it? Or what about this? I'm not college material. Everybody wants me to go to college. I'm just not college material. I can't study. I don't know. I just can't handle it. I can't do it. I don't understand why. Or maybe you're in college and you're looking at that person. You're going, look at them. That cat has it all figured out. They're taking all those classes. They want to be this. That's what I want to be, but I'm just not smart enough. I can't cut it. Or what about this? You graduated college. And here's the thing. You went to school for what you wanted to be. You graduated and you have the job that is directly linked to your degree, but the money does not pay for the college bills. You're struggling. Or you're looking and all your buddies graduated college and they have this wonderful job, these wonderful jobs that they can buy anything and everything they want, and you can barely afford a tent to go camping on the weekend. Maybe you're newly married, and you're in life. In this life, you're working hard, your wife is working hard, and you just have to keep working. I have to keep working. I have to work, work, work so that I can keep providing and keep doing all the things that we just like to do. I can't never catch up. And if you're like me, it's like stepping in quicksand. Life. It's like quicksand. And maybe you feel like you're sinking. Wait, doesn't that just sound depressing? That just sounds way depressing. Kind of reminds me of something. 
Some of you in this room are just, just old enough, barely, to remember Hee Haw. I loved watching it growing up, but it reminds me of Buck Owens and Roy Clark as they would sing a song. And I'll just read just a little line of it. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If, I, if it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Some of you out there, as I was reading that line, I could see you singing it to yourself. But that's what I think about. And, and all of this is happening and you just want to run away. You want to hide. You want to get away from it all. I'm, I'm not even ready to go to school. There's so much I know that's about to happen. I know what I'm about to go through. I went through it last year. I don't want to go through it again this year. And so you're already anxious. You're already down in the dumps. But we need to keep things in perspective, don't we? We do. Why? Why do we need to keep things in perspective? Because life is good. Why? Because God is good. It reminds me of a hymn that we sing and here's just a few of the words that go with it. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Quicksand works just like that. The more you fight, what happens? The more it pulls you in. It sinks. You sink. You go down and down, further and further. But what do they tell you to do? They tell you to stop. Stay calm. Have peace. What? Isn't that what we need to have in life? Is peace, right? Continuing that, that song. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry and from the waters lifted me. Now safe am I. That's the peace that we need to have. That's the perspective that we need to have. Isn't God good? He is. And I know life can be hard. If you're a student or work in the school system, wherever you may work, and you're getting ready to go back, we cannot allow, we cannot allow all of those things to get in the way of us remembering that Jesus saves. That He brings life. Look in John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal. And to kill and to destroy. Look here what Jesus says. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Isn't that the perspective we need to have? We can get caught up in realizing that he's coming to kill and destroy. But we have to not allow that to get in the way 
of what Jesus says and what Jesus offers. I've come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Life is in him. So when you look at chapter 10, what I want to do is I want to go back just a little bit further. Let's go back and let's kind of just give an overall of what this is about. Because it is talking about Jesus being the shepherd. The shepherd of his flock. Chapter 10 has been looking at the fact that Jesus, not just a shepherd, but he is the good shepherd. He's not just the shepherd, he is the good shepherd. And that he does some things that are very important for us to to take heart. And that he protects us. He protects his sheep. Did you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear? Do you hear that? He protects his sheep. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that it won't be hard. But what it means is he will protect his sheep. Sheep. John chapter 10, you'll see kind of hit bullet points there as we get to verse 10. But there in verse, verses 1 and 2, it says that He is the door. Remember, He's the good shepherd. He is the door. Verse 3, 4, and 5, in particular, we can look at it, it says that He calls you by name. He calls you. His sheep by name. And and what I want to look at here is don't get caught up in following things that won't protect you. That do not provide what you need to be provided for, but they will bring harm to you. They may look good at first, but they're not. They will harm you. As you look in those three verses, do you know His voice? Is the question. His voice. Huh. Wait. Do I know his voice when he's calling you by your name? Calling you. Do you know his voice? I found a few stories uh, about shepherds. And you may have heard these before, but... There was a story about a, a traveler that decided he wanted to get with a Jerusalem shepherd. And he says, hey, let's do this. I want to try something. I want to wear your shepherd outfit. Okay? Let me wear your clothes. You wear mine. And I'm going to try to lead your flock. But the sheep followed the shepherd's voice and not the shepherd's clothes. It's interesting, isn't it? There are many things, yeah, I'm going to say it, there are many things on TikTok that offer all these wonderful things that are false. They are showing or have the appearance of something good, but it's not His voice. You have to be listening to His voice. Another story is during World War I, Some soldiers tried to steal a flock of sheep from a shepherd. And he was sleeping on the hillside. And when he woke up, he saw these these, um, military guys. They were bringing the sheep out. And he realized that there was no way that he 
He could go over there and by force take back his sheep. So what did he do? He called out to his flock with a distinctive call. The sheep listened and returned to their rightful owner. The soldiers couldn't stop the sheep from returning to the shepherd's what? Voice. To the shepherd's voice. What's interesting is, I want you to think about this, is we, we indicate whose sheep we are by whose voice we're following. So today, we're talking about back to school. We're talking about getting back in the real world here. We're about to see all these people we hadn't seen in a while. Are we going to follow what they have? Are we going to follow all of these new things? Are we going to follow the voice of Jesus? That's the question. The voice of Jesus is heard through His Word, which has been revealed to us by inspired men, Hebrews chapter 1. And you can see that Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And I can't help but think of what Jesus said in John 14, verse 15. He says, If you love me, you'll keep my commands. What are those commands? What is His voice saying if we don't ever? Look at this. Maybe there's somebody out there that's telling you what it's saying, but you haven't actually looked at what he's saying. Do you know his voice? And I'm going to say this too. As a flock, as his sheep, we have to stay together. We have to come together at every opportunity that we have. You can't do it solo. Don't do it solo. Don't. I'm begging you, don't do it solo. We draw strength from one another. We draw strength together in fellowship where we need to be the majority of time. Bad company corrupts good morals. We've heard that before, right? Bad company corrupts good morals. I will also say this. What you watch, what you listen to, so what comes in here, comes out here. So we have to be careful. Are we allowing that voice to guide us? Are we allowing that to distract us from the life that Christ offers? We are His flock. Bible class, worship, small groups, anytime that we're out visiting people, youth events, get Bible studies, everything that we can do, it shows, especially when we're out, it shows people whose sheep we are and whom we belong to. Don't belong to the world. Don't. That's my challenge. Don't belong to the world. All right, as we continue there in chapter 10, we see verses 7 and 9, 7 through 9, that he again, he's talking about he is the door. Why does Jesus keep saying he is the door? Remember, we're talking about life here. So we're going back. Life can get hectic. Life can get busy. Life can distract us. But are we really thinking about life, eternal life? 
want you to look at this. What is, what is Jesus saying? It means what he is saying is that through him alone is salvation. It was he who brought from God the knowledge of salvation. It is he who brings the atonement for sin so that salvation for men is possible. Life can be hard. Life can be tough. I'm right there with you. I go through a lot of stuff, just like you do. Jesus is the answer. It is Him in whom we go to. We see this imagery linked directly to John chapter 14, verse 6. And it, and, it, and it says that we, this is me summing up, that we can only go through Jesus to enter the kingdom. It is only through Him, not through anybody else. And again, verse 8, what's He talk about? Talks about a thief and a robber. Verse 10 talks about that. We have to be careful of those who intend to do harm to us. They will. And you can think this is in the form of false teachers, which is what he's talking about here. But I'm going to say it's those that lead you away from Christ. Or I'm going to even say things that lead you away from Christ, like life itself. We're so busy doing all of these things that we even forget to sit down together and talk about God together as a family. That is when life is getting in the way from life. Causing distractions. Just like that squirrel. Causing distractions. Wait a minute. Who am I to talk about distractions? I am the world's worst about being distracted. Listen, Lacey told me not to bring her up. All right, but I am. So she, she will say, Kenley, can you take care of the dishes? I sure can. I'm on it. Yes, ma'am. And so I wash the pots and the pans, and I go to put them up in the cabinet, and I open up the cabinet, and it, it just it's not organized. There's, some, there's a mess. So what do I do? I get down on my hands and knees, and I start organizing this. And then as I look down, I see dust bunnies and all this other stuff. So I decide, hey, let's get the, let's get the broom. Let's take care of that. All right, now, after, the, after you sweep, you've got to do what? You've got to mop. Lacey comes in and says, I thought you were doing the dishes. I got distracted from doing the very thing that I said I was going to do. So I am the world's worst but it is only by him one may enter into the blessing or blessings and privilege of salvation. I don't think there's any guys in here that are like that, like what I described. I don't think so. So I'm probably the only one that is easily distracted. Don't get distracted. 
It is Him alone that offers salvation. I want you to think about this. It is, you've got to be one who believes, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. You, you have to be baptized into Christ, as Romans 6, 3, 4 says. Six, chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. I forgot that you have to have confession and faith in Christ, as Romans 10, 10 says. That's why he is saying that he is the door. Everything happens through him. It is through him, the one who has done this, has indeed accepted the Lord as his shepherd. And I will say, as Guy in Woods put it, here's what he said. He said, in the realm of salvation, it is privileged to feed in the green pastures and by the still waters of life. That is through Jesus. That is what he offers. He offers life. We need to get plugged into the fold. We need, we need you working side by side with us as we are light in this dark world. It is. It really is. And we have to be light. We have to stay together. You can say that life is like a candle. It shines bright, but for a little while, and then it fades. Especially when it's by itself. Or, some of you may have stayed up and watched the meteor shower last night. It was bright and then it faded. It was bright and then it faded as you saw it shooting across the sky. But in Christ, we can shine bright. In Christ is light. In Christ is salvation. In Christ is the protection. So here's the thing. We have to be each other's cheerleaders. I think about this, and, and I think about as I coached, the guys would always get together. We would always come together in that huddle, and we would yell, let's go. Let's go to encourage our teammates to say, we've got this. No matter how big they are, no matter how fast they are, let's go. Let's pull together. Let's do it. Why can't we say that as Christians? Oh, wait. We can. And so I'm here to say, let's go as we get out into this world, as we get out in, into the darkness, let's go, let's be the light. You can do it. Let's bring people to Jesus. Let's tell them how awesome and wonderful He is. Let's go. There's a song by acapella. It's called Rescue. And I'm just going to read just a little bit about it, but says, Lord, you know everything I've done, every thought I've had. You know everyone. And Lord, you know, every time I fall, still you come to my rescue when I call. Lord, you hear every idle word, every thoughtless deed, how it seems absurd that the Lord that, Lord, you give, not what I am due, but mercy. You came to my rescue. Some scriptures to pull from that. Psalm 145, verse 14. The Lord upholds all those who fall. Galatians 1, verse 18. 
Grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave Himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age. Understand this. Keep perspective. As we're getting ready, you can do it. Let's go. But when it gets tough, understand this. All of the hardship hardship that you're going to face, being bogged down, the negative things that are thrown at you that's going to try to keep you from experiencing joy. Remember this. Jesus is the door. Jesus protects us. Jesus calls us. Jesus brings salvation, and most importantly, Jesus brings life. Maybe you're experiencing trouble. We can help. We're all in it together. We all want to go to the same place. And that's, our, that's what we're going to do is say we're going to bring as many people as possible. Maybe you've allowed life in itself to pull you away. And you need our prayers. Maybe you're saying, you know what, I'm tired of this and I want, I want a new life. As Romans chapter 6 says, that it's through Christ that we can have our sins washed away. And I'm here to say, let's go. Let's go. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. He offers you life. Whatever your need may be, please come forward as we stand, as we sing.